This is a quiet moon. The buzzing sound of my own perturbed ear canal. White noise. Blue stillness. The tension of stillness. The tension between Moon and Venus. Welcome, dear listener, to In the Borderlands, our podcast cavern where we explore creativity, mythology, and magic. We are, as always, your hosts, Torgrim Mellumstener from Norway, Mikael Öberg from Sweden. And this is our podcast within the podcast Looney Solar Mind Episode 4, where we uh, look at the different full moons of the year. And we have come to the August moon. Mm. We have chosen to use the term fruit moon for this moon. And um, in the beginning, of course, you heard uh, my uh, like it, like something that I received under the light of the August moon. It wasn't that much as, as earlier moons. No, uh, no. The earlier ones were really what? bubbling streams. Uh, bubbling or... streams, very <laughs> verbose. <Yeah. laughs> but, the, but this, was, this one was very much related to stillness. And uh, this is a quiet moon, I say. And I... I was I was at this island, the same place that I was with the previous moon, and the only thing that I, the the thing that I remember the most was this the the visual how the how the moon seemed to me because I could see the moon very clearly and in relationship to Venus, this, this mm. evening star, the Venus was the, like the only thing that you only visible other pinpoint of light on the, in the sky at that moment, and they seemed to be in relationship to each other, like in a diagonal relationship. It reminded me of a slingshot almost, mm. as if there was a tension between. When I say tension between Moon and Venus, that they were in relationship, but also as two polarities, like trying tr- trying to tear apart from each other, but st- but still being connected, and there was this interesting tension so that that was the whatever that would that means i don't know but <laughs> yeah. this, this relationship and this tension and this stillness but uh, stillness the still was you know uh yeah had had some some quality some vibrant mm. quality yeah vibrant stillness mm, vibrant stillness so that was that was the the only message that i received yeah under the light of that full moon last yeah. year so a, a particular quality yeah indeed my uh, August moon, my fruit moon, was uh, a bit different, but there's something uh, reminiscent of it as well. Because I'll I'll give you like a little teaser first mm. here, a, a few words that that came out of this moon, even though they didn't really come to me as I was standing under the moon. Ripe and rot next to each other, the ripe carries the rot within. The fullness of life carries stillness within, oozing fullness, breaking open. Mm. And and this was more like a little meditation after having been out under the full moon. Because when I was looking at the moon, this little reflection actually started 
as an image. So looking at the moon, the moon was very full. It felt vibrant. It felt it felt ripe, mm. Mm, like a ripe fruit. Yeah. It made me think of these um, golden bracteates. Yeah. These uh, pieces of jewelry, like thin, small discs. They were made between the, I think, fifth to seventh century in northern Europe, and mm. on these gold bracteates there are images ornamented stylized images uh, human figures animals horses mm. birds uh, runic alphabet inscriptions yeah they, they're very detailed mm. uh, so looking at the moon i i thought it looked a bit like a bracteate a gold bracteate and and then my mind immediately went on to Another piece of jewelry that I've seen in the Swedish History Museum in Stockholm, and mm. that's a massive necklace, a gold necklace. It's called a gold collar, mm. and uh, from around the same time as these gold bracteates, and they are full of figures, sculpted figures in 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 this uh, necklace. Again, lots of faces, animals, humans, uh, lizard-like beings, all around the the collar. And this, <laughs> now bear with me, we are going somewhere. This made me think about the goddess Freya mm. in Norse myth and her necklace, her magnificent necklace, Brisingamen. Mm. Uh, that uh, supposedly means something like shining, gleaming, glowing necklace. And uh, usually when, when people talk about Freya's necklace, it's, uh, it's like, yeah, it's a pretty piece of jewelry. But I started thinking about it as something much more than that. I mean, she is goddess of, among other things, fertility. So something connects there with the ripe and then suddenly I started to think, wait a minute, we have the creation myth in Norse mythology. Mm. In the creation myth, we have Ginnungagap, which is this void, a throat. Mm. And then in Ginnungagap, you have uh, the world made of a giant, a primordial giant, Ymir. And coiled around the world, you have the world serpent, Jörmungand. And then suddenly these images started to overlap. So you have in the creation, you have a throat. And inside the throat, you have this world serpent. Mm. And then the other image is of Freya. And around her throat is this necklace. And if you think about the world serpent as uh, an image of like the entire world, everything that exists, life feeding itself, life eating itself. You can look at all the scales as um, all the living beings that make up the world. And then you think about this gold collar full of small figures, images. And then, then it was like, ah, it's like Freya wears the whole world around her throat. She wears like this world serpent around mm. her throat. And, and then there was an added thing to this because if Freya is fertility and she is the ripe, 
Then in the stories, in the prose Edda, it said that the dwarves that made the necklace that Freya wears, mm. dwarves, they came out of the flesh of Ymir, the primordial giant, like maggots. Yeah. So it's like they're connected to the rot and they are highly creative. They are master smiths that live underground. And so suddenly all of these images started to layer up. It's like you have the goddess of fertility, the ripe, wearing this necklace that is the whole world around her throat, made by the dwarves that are the rot. And so the whole world is some sort of interplay between mm. the ripe and the rot. Yeah. Uh, and, and these were like mythological musings that yeah, came to me after having looked at the moon and just thinking about the gold bracket, thinking about this gold color. In the afterglow of the moon. <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And just trying to find how does this connect? I, I saw the image of the bracket, I saw the image of this gold color, and then this full moon that was ripe, so ripe that it kind of threatened to burst. Mm. It, it was so ripe that it was about to rot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the, the the visual impression of the moon. We, we've earlier we've kind of been in the the courtship of the of the May moon. Yeah. And the full on yep, uh, mating mating of the June moon <laughs> and the kind of uh, the climax of the July July moon. <laughs> and uh, kind of like now the afterglow <laughs> of the yeah. August moon. Where also the moon and Venus seen as you know the 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 fertility goddess of, of Venus also representing Freya in this kind of yeah and the moon in a way you know the moon also seen as this symbol of eternal rotting and ripening waxing and waning yeah yeah uh, as the the moon as ever changing and Venus as the stable point mm. uh, there there's actually it's more connected than I. It always is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it always yeah. is. <laughs> it always is. So there's a, like the, the partners have separated, but still there is, of course, yeah, uh, something is ready to be maybe born or at least to burst Yeah. from yeah. This, this connection. Bearing fruit. Bearing fruit, which is probably also why it's called the fruit moon. That's, that's uh, many trees fruit in August as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was oh. the name that resonated for us, mm, mm. since there are there are many traditional names, many different names from <sighs> different parts of the world for the full moons. Yeah, and we're exactly. always looking for one that uh, kind of yeah fits yeah. our impression. And the last moon, the head went off. Yep. Uh, and uh, now there is just this reflections in the silent aftermath, and the tension that appears. Between these two ever dancing partners of ripe and rot. Yeah. And if you think of uh, of taking off your head. Yeah. Then yeah, you you what you have there, you have the throat there. Exactly. The throat <laughs> is exposed in many way many ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Hmm. I wonder what September will bring. Yes. We'll see. Mm. We'll see then indeed until next full moon then 
Yolo Notex. <laughs>